in today's show. It's another mock draft. This time we're doing a rotisserie league, 12 teams, eight categories. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Another mock draft ready for you today. It's a 12 teams, an eight category. It's a roto mock draft. So a little bit of different um, procedure to the head-to-head one we did last week. I've got an auction draft coming this week. I've got a, a deeper draft coming the week after, as well as a points league mock coming that week after as well. And we'll probably throw, we might throw another one or two in there as well uh, in in the coming weeks. Quick note though, this uh, we are hosting this one on Fantrax. The next one's going to be hosted on Yahoo, but Yahoo did a massive upgrade to their rankings. And a lot of the sleepers that I talked about, their rankings have adjusted. I don't understand why they've adjusted, considering nothing's happened really in the last two weeks to make those adjustments happen. But guys like Christian Wood and Kobe White and Michael Porter Jr. have come in 50, 60 spots. Really, yeah, most of the guys that I highlighted as sleepers have come into uh, their value where it actually is. So it does make that a little bit harder. But you can still have success by grabbing the guys at the right spot, not overreaching for players, not going, well, Christian Wood's a sleeper, so I've got to have him at pick 25 or pick 30, whatever it is. Like Making sure you're not reaching, building your team in the correct way, and also using that categorical scarcity show that I did yesterday to work out what sort of stats you need to get when. It's not a matter of the 25th player better, being better than the 26th player. If that 25th player's value all comes from three-pointers and 26th is a point guard that gets you eight assists, then the point guard is more valuable. That's just how that categorical scarcity works. So overall value in the end means nothing because you've got to get that value in the right categories at the right time for the right position for your team. And that's where you're going to be able to get that edge and get that advantage because you know, some of those 40, 50 spot sleepers, they've been taken away with that ranking update. And that doesn't mean that your league is going to necessarily follow those new rankings. They might go by ADP. They might go by the weird rank column instead of the X rank column on Yahoo as well and still screw things up. But you have to be aware that the likelihood of that happening has been reduced now because of that update to the rankings. 2020. It's been a not not good year. I think that's fair to say. Life is stressful just in general, but this year's made it harder for everybody. You need the stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes, and that is Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has a morning meditation you can do with your kids. Headspace, Headspace's approach to mindfulness can be can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is great for me. Stressful times like this, my, my partner is a uh, is a psychologist as well, so you know, she's constantly drilling into me the importance of your know, mindfulness and stress relief and meditation. So Headspace is, is just a great thing, and she recommends it to her clients as well. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. It makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. All right, so let's uh, let's get ready to do this draft. We yeah, 12 teams. I'm picking at number 10 in this roto draft. It's a lot harder to punt in a roto draft. You can get away with it the deeper you go or the more categories you have, but we're only doing a standard one here, so I'm going to try and avoid the punting. That doesn't mean you have to avoid players who have negatives in categories. You just have to try and balance those out. So it's going to be a challenge from pick 10. There's no doubt about that. And against a bunch of guys who listen to this show and yeah, basketball monster members as well, it's going to be tough to get value out of pick 10. But we'll see how we go. So, uh, hey, Michael Bolton, should we hit it again? Let's get to it. To yeah, it. let's get to it indeed. 
One thing I, I did forget to mention, tomorrow um, at 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm doing a live mailbag AMA on the YouTube. It's going to come out as a podcast as well. So the, the podcast listeners, you, you'll get the, the end result of that, but it's going to be live on YouTube where you guys can throw your fantasy questions, whatever questions you want, really, whether basketball, fantasy, basketball, any other questions, throw them out there and I'll go through and answer those questions on the chat. So that it will be on the YouTube channel, 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. That's 10 a.m. Wednesday on uh, Australian time. I'll be uh, answering uh, answering questions there, so go and check out that live stream. I'd love to uh, love to have you there and to answer your questions. So get your questions ready and get ready to um, to ask them to me on, on that show, which is coming tomorrow. So that's tomorrow's show. So just uh, just be aware of that one coming out and uh, being ready to participate in it live. All right, let's go across now to the draft room. We are ready to go over there. Let's just uh, come in here and resume this draft, and off we go. Pick one. I'm uh, picking a pick 10 here. Got Liberty Lake Mastiffs at number one. Remember, this is an eight-cat roto league, so we're yeah, eschewing punting as much as possible. Well, I am anyway. Some might go that direction. And I think you can have some success in punting and and going uh, that way, but it's hard to win. It's good to... You can finish top three. Now, James Harden goes number one. Lots of concerns here with Harden. A lot of people drawing it analogous to the Anthony Davis situation. I don't think it's exactly the same. Davis didn't sit out a whole season. He, along with his team, decided to reduce his minutes. The Pelicans said, we don't want you getting injured before we trade you because we're definitely trading you. They said, we don't want you getting injured. We play you 20 minutes a night and you sit a couple of back-to-backs post-All-Star break. So there is some risk there with Harden, but he's got two years to go on his contract before his player option. Yes, it's not good that he's not with the team. I don't think I don't think he's going to be just missing heaps of games and playing 20 minutes a night, but there's definitely a risk. There's risk with Davis. There's risk with Towns. There's risk with everyone pretty much at the top of the draft. That makes it pretty interesting, but I still think Harden is the way to go. Anthony Davis goes at two. Carl Anthony Towns goes at number three. And Steph Curry goes at number four. Absolutely no problem there. Now, I think Giannis should have gone in the top four in a head-to-head league. But in a roto league, it is a lot harder to deal with his free throw percentage. Now, before last season, though, Giannis was a 70-plus guy. And if he goes back to being a 70-plus percent free throw shooter, then there's really no worries. Luka Doncic at number five, he has some percentage issues as well. The volume is what really causes the problem there with Doncic rather than the percentage. because, But because it is below average, there is a concern. I've got no problem with him going before Giannis. I think, you know, me at pick 10, am I going to have Giannis fall to me? I think there's a real uh, possibility of that, unless he just went, no, he just went off the board there at number six. Nikola Jokic uh, goes at number seven, Big Chungus. Pick eight is coming up. So I I put myself at 10 in this draft because I do think there's a clear top nine. And I just wanted to see people, well, I don't even know what I'm going to do, but what people would do here if they're picking at pick number 10. Lillard goes at eight. I think that's great value to get Lillard at number eight. Number nine should be Trey Young, but he might go a different direction instead of taking Trey there. The game's missed for Kawhi and Kyrie. Okay, so Trey goes at nine. I'll make my pick and then I'll talk about what what, uh, Kawhi and my thoughts on it. Do I take Kawhi? In a um, in a in a season where there's going to be back to backs, um, I, I yeah look, or more back to backs. I'm going to just go here, go balls out at number ten and take Jason Tatum. Now I worry that Tatum's form at the end of last season, when he was absolutely rolling, was uh, fueled by hot shooting. But there is no Kemba Walker to begin this season. There's no Gordon Haywood in general. So I'm going to take Tatum there. Now back to that situation. People go, well, do these NBA rules that came out? about your $100,000 fine if you sit healthy players. Does that mean Kawhi is going to play? I don't think it does because Kawhi is resting for a medical issue. He's got a degenerative quad problem and he can't play those games. This is more going to get rid of bullshit rests. But even then, the NBA then sort of said, well, if you did play um, you know, right into the, the depths of the NBA finals, you're going to have more leeway in resting on non-national televised games. So that's going to be Davis. It's going to be LeBron. So I don't really think this means that Kawhi's playing back-to-back. So Kawhi's going to miss. Wall's going to miss. Westbrook's going to miss. Porzingis is going to miss. Durant's going to miss. They're going to miss these back-to-backs. And I don't think this $100,000 fine is going to deter teams. And it's not like teams are going to be playing back-to-backs on national TV yeah, on both nights. So they're still going to sit those back-to-backs. I don't think this changes anything. After I took Tatum at 10, it was LeBron James. LeBron James. Then it was Kevin Durant. Then it was Devin Booker. And then it was the fun guy. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> and then it's back to me. It gets, it gets back quick, doesn't it? So what am I doing with this selection? I chose Tatum in round one. I, I do need a bit of a field goal percentage boost. Do I, you know, which way do I go with this pick? It is a tough one. You know what? Screw the field goal percentage boost. I am taking Paul George there. 
getting my wings up. I'll get some field goal percentage later. I am going to need assist with my third pick. I definitely need assists with that selection. These guys are yeah, okay. I think Tatum's going to see a boost in his assist numbers this year but they're not putting me in the strongest spot, but I do need to start getting assists and field goal percentage. That's got to be my focus coming up here. But I've got my points. I've got some good steals. I've got some good free throw percentage, which is things that I need to get early. Um, after Paul George goes Joel Embiid. Now, someone said it's a shocker for me to take Paul George at that spot. I don't know if he's being uh, facetious or if he thinks it's actually a shocker. I don't think there's any problem, obviously, because I did it with taking Paul George there at number 15. Embiid goes at 16, and now JS on the clock. Um, with his selection of DeAndre Ayton. That's probably a little bit early for DeAndre Ayton at number 17, but he's a great Roto player. Strong percentages, blocks some shots, rebounds, points. Absolutely, I don't really have a problem with it. It seems aggressive, especially when you've got guys like Kyrie and Bradley Beal and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo still on the board. But um, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely fine to get an efficient center at, uh, at pick number 17. At pick number 18, we're waiting on that pick to come in at the moment. But I do need to, look, I know I stress categorical scarcity. I need guards. I need point guards and I need assists in my next couple of picks. That's what I've got to do. I'm a fair way off those picks at the moment. Kyrie Irving just goes there at number 18. Um, I'm a fair way off. I'm what, 15, 15 picks away. Uh, I need to grab a couple of, um, I need to grab a couple of guys. I need to grab a couple of point guards with the next uh, next couple of selection. So we are at number 19 now, and that is the big fella, Bam Adebayo. Uh, and then we're at back-to-back Jacks. Obviously, a uh, no-dunks fan there. Um, he is selecting at pick number 20 and goes with Brad Bill. Look, this has been a really strong draft so far. Everyone is picking yeah, the right picks. And as I've said before, like I don't really think that you can go wrong in these first couple of rounds. Or you can, but... It's not where you win. It's not where you win a league by making these strong selections in the first round. So I think it's pretty strong at this point with Beal going there. Benny Simmons going next at 21. Now Simmons obviously has that risk with his free throw percentage that is a problem. Um, but you got you got to be able to deal with that. And in Roto, that that can be a concern. There's there's no doubt about that. At number 21, we've got three picks left in this. Uh, this is 20, uh, 20, uh, 22. Sorry. At 22, we've got three picks left in this second round. Jay Smart on the board, on the clock. I always say on the board instead of on the clock. Uh, on the clock, Jay Smart here. His uh, time is running down. He might want to make, make, make a selection pretty soon. Um, what's he going to do there? I might just, uh, as I can see in the video, I might just move my camera across a little bit there so I'm not in front of the, the draft window. Jay Collins, Johnny Collins, the Baptist. Um, you know I'm not the biggest fan of that pick there. I just think it's going to be hard for him to replicate his value. I don't completely hate it. He's a pretty good Roto player, to be honest. I just think there was value on the board there with guys like Butler, with guys like Shea, with guys like Yusuf Nurkic. Andre Drummond's a harder one to draft in, in Roto, obviously. So I'm not sure I'd have him ahead of him. It's not an outrageous pick to take Collins there. Uh, the ship blokes taking Russell Westbrook is uh, is good. I, I like Westbrook there. He's not he well he wasn't that punt free throw guy last year. I think that he is he's going to be hard to get with threes, but you just get them back later on. Shea Gilgis Alexander rounds out round two. Absolutely fine to take him there. I think he can be inside the top twenty. Shea, it's a it's a really strong selection by the Liberty Lake Mastiffs, who I believe Liberty Liberty Lake. You were in plenty of my mock drafts last year, and you go with Yusuf Nurkic at the start of round three. Really strong. This is exactly where I love Nurkic at the start of round three. So if you've got a pick on the turn in this you know, pick twenty three, four, five, six range, where Nurkic just went at pick twenty seven, I believe. Uh, I think that's a great spot to take uh, big use of. Oh, so 25 he went. I think that's a great spot for Nurkic. Pick 26 is the next one we've got up. And that is the ship blokes looking to come back around with Russell Westbrook. Oh, after Russell Westbrook. And they take the big fella, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Tim Sharma, have you seen Nurkic go this way in Josh Floyd listener places? Well, Nurkic has been bumped up pretty high on Yahoo. So I think you're going to start to see him go in these ranges. Now, um, I think if you look at their rank column, he was 14 in nine cat leagues, which is crazy. I'd never pick him there. I, even though I think he can be a, a second round guy, I would never pick him there. But that's that's where the value has come in from outside the top 50 to in so, the, that sort of range. I think casual leagues, you might be able to get him in the fourth round, but um, competitive ones, he's going to go uh, end round two, start around three. Zach Levine goes next, followed by the Don, Donovan Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. 
Um, yeah, really solid picks. Love getting Levine's points there. Mitchell, maybe it's a bit early. He's never been a top 40 player, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that selection there. And then Van Vliet goes to back-to-back jacks, and that will round out the top 29 players. I had to take a break from this draft because it was it was draining my energy, my mental energy, my physical energy. But if I had a built go handy, which I wish I had one right here with me, that'd be the way to push through this draft. In fact, I'll go get one and that'll help me get on with this draft. Built go is the energy gel that's actually not fake and it's good for you. It's healthy. Built go comes in easy to take one and a half ounce packages, three flavors, peanut, butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. It's an energy gel that combines with collagen protein. It contains beta alanine, vitamins B3, B6, and B12, honey, and caffeine. And that collagen helps promote joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. The stuff literally makes you look better. So go to builtgo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. So Mitchell going in this top 30, Levine in the top 30, Van Vliet in the top 30. Again, it's a little bit extra for Mitchell. You're expecting him to replicate some of his bubble performances, but just getting a guard, getting some assists, getting some scoring is super valuable. I'm interested to see that Jimmy Butler is still available. I'll be eating him up if he comes back to me. Kyle Lowry is still there. I'm really going to be looking at D'Angelo Russell and De'Aaron Fox with my next couple of picks. I might throw him in my mix. Bad Boney takes uh, Andre Drummond. Now I want to see what Bad Boney's team looks like. Giannis, Drummond, and Bam. All right, so he is punting free throws. Going with a punt build in a Roto League, it is interesting. It is doable. It's achievable. Um, it's not probably what I would do. Uh, Jimmy Butler off uh, off the board there at pick number 32. Nikola Vucevic goes as well. I'm getting ready for my pick. I'm probably going to grab D'Lo, to be honest, just because I do value his assists at this spot, um, and, and I need to get some assists on my team. So I think D'Lo is worth a look, and maybe I double it up with uh, with Kyle Lowry, who is falling quite a bit in drafts, and I'm happy to get him at this area. Chris Paul goes to Charmer there at... Um, who do I take? Do I take D'Angelo? Yeah, let's take D'Angelo, because I think Kyle's been falling enough. So I'll take D'Angelo Russell at my selection at pick number 34. Before him was Vucevic and Chris Paul. So I just needed to get some of those point guard numbers in there for D'Angelo. It's not helping my field goal percentage. That is, it's looking absolutely horrible. So far, my three guys' field goal percentage combining for 44% is horrible. And that, that's a problem. Demantis Sabonis off the board next at 35, 37. 36, where am I? 35, that's where he went, sorry. And then we're going to round out round three here with Killian Tillian Hayes. Good name for you, my guy. Uh, Christian Wood, the crucifix. He goes off at 36. That's three rounds done. I, I do need a field goal percentage boost here. Who is that guy that I take that's going to help my field goal percentage in these rounds? That is a little bit harder to find to get that field goal percentage boost here. Um, I just don't want to hurt it too much. So do I go really boring? Do I take DeMar DeRozan, who can help my field goal percentage a little bit and be a scorer and be an assist guy? Maybe I do. I'm not the biggest DeMar DeRozan fan, as you're well aware. By the way, uh, De'Aaron Fox going at 37 there, I think is a pretty solid pick. We've got Team Buzz on the clock now. I said that one right, on the clock, and he takes Pascal Siakam. So it's back to me here. Does taking a DeMar DeRozan, it is a little bit early for DeRozan. I'll admit that. Do I look at... Um, do I look at LaMarcus Aldridge, his teammate? Maybe I, maybe I do, just to get some blocks, some uh, field goal percentage in there. It's a boring-ass pick, but oh, do, I get a, do I get another point guard and get a, a big guy later? Uh, let's go with Kyle Lowry. I just, let's get some assists. All right, I'm waffling. I'm going back and forward, but let's take Kyle Lowry with that selection. My field goal percentage is, is in the absolute toilet at, at this point. Can I recover it? It's going to be rough, um, but I've got a... A pretty big buffer in my free throws. They're at 84% at the moment. I need to be able to, you know, maybe I can grab some some poor free throw shooting guys with high field goal percentage, whether that's Mitchie Robinson, whether that's uh, Hassan Whiteside. It's put me in a little bit of a hole there, but I needed to get those assists. I'm just not going to be able to find them later on. I'm not going to be able to find those assists. I picked Lowry there at 39. Porzingis goes at number 40. Porzingis. I saw Porzingis fall to like 70-something in a mock I did today. Um, because of the injury concerns. It's obviously a real worry for Porzingis and how much time he's going to miss, and he's going to miss back-to-backs. I'm almost assured of that, at least for the beginning of the season. He didn't last year until he hurt his knee again, but he didn't to begin last year, but now he's coming off a fresh injury. Ja Morant goes at 41. I like it as well for Morant. Um, Steals and threes, he's just not going to give you. 
but I think it's a, it's a solid enough uh, selection at that area. I really I really need some big man numbers here. So who am I getting that's uh, when it comes back to me? We are a distance away from that. It's it's not easy to do though. This this is the part of that problem. I'm gonna put uh, actually I'm gonna put Wendell Carter in my queue because I do want him at some point. I like what he's going to be able to offer. Do I go with the upside of Mitchie Robinson at my next pick, which is 58? Now, there is talk that Tom Thibodeau, shit coach, is going to be starting Nerland's Noel. Now, there are obviously concerns with Mitchell Robinson. He's fouling, he's off-court stuff. There are real issues with him, but Nerland's Noel isn't the answer. Amazingly, though, Nerland's is 26 years old. He's not He's not super old. So there are, there are some worries there for sure. There are, just like there's worries with Hassan Whiteside and his... Um, and he's fit with Rashawn Holmes in Sacramento and how many minutes he's going to get. I think, I don't mind me getting Whiteside here because I think even in minimal, you know, 20 minutes a night, he's going to be able to produce something for me, I hope. LaMarcus Aldridge still, still there. We went Ja Morant, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Ingram, Chris Middleton. Did I miss? No, LaMarcus Aldridge is still there. All right. Jamal Murray's still there. I thought Murray for sure would have gone, but he is still available. Um, can't spell Aldridge. Throw him. Why? What? Lamarcus is ranked 70 on fan tracks. I think he was a 42nd ranked player last year. I don't know what we're exactly doing there, having him down that low. The Blue Arrow, the headmaster. Jamal Murray goes at number 47. Uh, not 47, 45, sorry. And now we're at uh, pick 10 in round four for J Smart 23. I'm a long way off my one, though. We're, I think, 12 picks away still from my selection. Um, Mickey Porter is going to absolutely be coming off the board here, I would assume. Um, and that's not great for me. I, I would like to get uh, Michael Porter. Do I, Miles Turner's ability to block shots is super intriguing to me, although that doesn't help. There goes LaMarcus Aldridge uh, at 46. Yeah, Turner's field goal percentage doesn't help me in that category. If I want to look yeah, a bit down in the draft, who can give me the field goals? Have I got enough? Oomph to take Zion. That's the question. Um, if I take Zion, it will drop my free throws a lot, but it will help my field goals a lot. Um, is that what I want to do? Eh, it's tough to say. I am intrigued with getting Zion, but I do. I worry about that free throw percentage there with him. Who else have I got that can help in field goals? I've got Clint Capella. I've got the tank, Tom Bryant. Yeah, Tom Bryant might be an interesting one for me. Drew Holiday goes there at number 47. I'm going to stick Bryant into my queue. I wonder where Zion's going to go. I think people are going to be scared off with the free throws in Roto, rightfully so. But it's why, you know, if I've built it up earlier, I can afford to go that direction. It's probably going to take me from an 84 down to a 77%. That's just the impact that he can have in that category. And that's probably going to hurt. But him boosting my points, my rebounds, my field goal percentage um, is useful. He just doesn't block the shots that I want from him. So there's going to be concerns there. Drew Holiday, as I mentioned, going at pick 47. We're waiting here for the last selection, and the timer is running all the way down. If it does go to auto-draft, I, uh, I will roll that back so he can make his selection again because he is uh, online, and I just don't know why that selection didn't go. But I don't want auto-drafts in this. That, that does happen... Um, in real life, but in general, I think if it's an auto draft and you know everyone in there, um, you should just rewind it. Uh, let's tell him I've rewound it. So he's uh, ready to make his pick. Oh, I just yeah, I don't like seeing auto drafts. I just rather like there's no um, there's no reason for it to be a thing. I don't think unless someone's taking forever or they've actually left the draft. But when situations like that occur, I, I just don't think. Yeah, look, you can have your own um, your own thoughts on it. I just don't think that's that's the way to go. So he goes with Gordon Haywood instead there to round out round four. Strong pick. I think that was from uh, the old Mastiffs, the Liberty Lake Mastiffs. Now he's on the clock again to begin round five. Some interesting names still around. DeRozan is still there. Porter's still there. TJ Warren, Tony Warren Jr., Miles Turner, Mitchie Robinson, Marcus Smart, who's never going to go at this point, but probably should start to go in this discussion. Liberty Lake takes Miles Turner. So that takes that decision away from me. That's a pretty good pick from him as well, whose team is looking really strong, to be honest. And that, that's what happens when you take James Harden at number one. You, you do have a pretty strong team, and he's looking pretty good on my team. Interestingly, in my projected standings at the moment, the three top teams have the three worst field goal percentages. So they're going really big on the uh, on the small man numbers. That'll change as things go on. Um, but that, that is an interesting trend with how the teams are looking at this point. Uh, the ship bloke's ready to make his pick. 
Time's running down, shitty. You might want to might want to get on it. You might want to pick someone. There he is. Bob Cove. Robert Covington goes at number 50. I think it's totally fine. He's going to start in Portland. Mallow's going to come off the bench. He's probably upside is a bit more limited than what it was in Houston last season, but it's far from a bad pick. Jay Smart, 23. He's ready to go at number... Well, I hope he's ready to go. He's online. He's ready to make his pick at number 51. Um, I am a few picks away here from mine, not that many. I'm looking at what I'm going to do. I need some field goals. So who is it that I'm grabbing in this area? Is it is it Mitch Robinson? That is the question for me. Do I take that flyer on Mitch? Zion's already in my queue. Cool. Um, I'll put Tony Warren down there. Michael Porter off the board at 51. I think that's probably a right spot. As I said, look, the value in Porter when he was going at 100 is not there anymore. But I think this is not bad for him. There is some risk involved with it, of course. Uh, DeRozan off as well now after Michael Porter. DeRozan goes at number 52. Is it Zion that I take? Do I take Robinson? Look, there is real worry about Robinson here. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's worry about what uh, Tommy Thibodeau is going to do. I am hesitant to grab him at this spot. Jalen Brown, also an interesting option here. I'm hesitant to grab Mitch Robinson here. I think... Is it Zion? Do I just... Do I just bite the bullet on the field? Well, there goes Mitch Robinson. I don't even have that choice anymore. Um, I don't really want Hassan Whiteside here. I'll grab Wendell later on, maybe with my next pick. Do I go Stephen Adams here? I think that's an option, but no, it's too early for Steve. Lonzo Ball after Mitch Robinson at number 54. We are, oh, Actually, let's hit the... Uh, yeah, no, I, missed, I missed my opportunity for Mitch Robinson. I'm not going to hit the noise. I'm not going to do it just for the sake of doing it. Um, all right, after... After that pick of Lonzo Ball, which I think is maybe a little bit early for Lonzo at 54. I don't completely dislike it. Tony Warren Jr. goes off next at 55. Again, these are all really smart picks in the right spot for the majority of these uh, of these selections. Ah, that's who I'm going to get. Big JV. Jonas Valanciunas should have some nice minutes to begin the season with Triple J out. I think he's going to play a solid role. If he gets 30, he's a top 40 player. He won't get 30, so he'll be a top 60 guy. And it is my pick because Marcus Smart was, uh, or Toby Harris went off the off the board at 56. At 57 was Marcus Smart. And then it's me here at 58. Let's take JV Jonas Valanciunas, a low upside pick, but a solid pick, a good percentage guy, helps my field goals, helps my blocks, um, helps you know with my free throws a little bit, gets my rebounds up there. Just nice to get a big man on the team. After him, CJ McCollum goes to buzz. I think it's probably a little bit early for CJ. There are other guys there I'd prefer. Maximum Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown, DeJounte Murray. Uh, But it's not terrible for CJ. He's in my next 10 group of players at this point, so I don't think it's a bad pick. And then it's Killian Tillian. Hayes going at pick number 60 to round out round five. I wonder what the big fella is going to do here. Draymond Green, is he in the mix for people? I think he should be around this area. We haven't gone that way yet. But that is, uh, that's what we're doing, or what we're considering. I still need those blocks. I still need them. Am I, or do I, do I, do I do it? Do I take your mate, Hassan Whiteside? The Jalen Brown goes, and that ends round five. Do I, do I do it? Do I have the balls in a Roto League to take Zion Williamson? You know what, guys? Let's do it. Let's go to Zion when it is my pick. And then Wendell or Tom Bryant after that. Maybe. I don't love this pick of Zion. I don't know. It it could be value. He could be a top 30 player. But it is a punting scenario. Kelly Oubre goes to start round six at 61. Buzz. What are you doing, Buzz? He takes DeJounte Murray. All right, so that leaves me... uh, Yeah, look... I can find some blocks and field goals later, but with the size of the hole that I'm currently in, giggity, especially with that field goal, I, eh. all right, let's do it. Let's get wacky. Bang. At 63, I'm okay with Zion there. He is almost one of the worst free throw percentage guys in the league. But my t- look, and, and what it's done now is my projections for my free throw percentage for this team have come down to 78. So it's about average, but it's boosted my field goal percentage all the way up to 48. And that I think is going to help me quite a bit. Draymond Green comes off. So I picked Zion at number 63. At 64, it's Draymond. I think that's a really strong spot for Draymond Green. 
Looks like Draymond's battling COVID, or not battling, has been diagnosed with COVID. I think he'll be fine. Him and James Wiseman, it appears, are dealing with that with the Warriors at the moment. Um, Brooke Lopez goes to JS, or Team J's, if you want to call it that way. Um, at number 65, at 66 is your mate, Maximum Derek White, if I can find the button. Maximum Derek. Love Derek White. Could miss the season. Um Sorry, try again. Could miss the start of the season, maybe the first couple of games. Um, yeah, someone's saying here, has anyone ever seen Zion go that late? And they said, it's Roto, it makes sense. It's Roto and his free throw sucks. Yes, it is, but I built it up and I needed to get some field goals and rebounds and some more scoring. Now, I'm pretty pretty set, I'd say, with scoring. My team so far, based on my projections, is averaging 22 points per game. Uh, I think that's a pretty strong value there. Buddy Heald goes next at number 67. Back-to-back Jacks. Um, looking to make a splash with his next pick. That's the eighth pick of round six, number 68. I need. Do I need more guards? Yeah, probably do. Bledsoe, Johnny Wall. Johnny Wall. Let's, oh, there goes my mate Wendell. That's not nice. Um, Johnny Wall. I might take him. Wendell Carter goes. Team Babyneck. Uh, Babyneck. Are we ever going to see Wilson Chandler in the NBA again? Probably not, would be my guess. He's washed. He's been washed for three years. Uh, we're up to pick 69. Giggity. Um, who's going to do it? Babyneck. What are you going to do? The big foul of the tank, Tom Bryant. Now. All right. Someone said here they did not know it was Roto. Literally, the name of the league is Roto. Anyway, um, it's, it just highlights the importance of knowing what league you're in, what the settings are. Um, the league was definitely advertised as Roto. The name of the league is literally Roto as well. But you've got to pay attention. If you don't pay attention, you screw it up. Maybe they don't screw it up. Maybe they come with a punt, a strong punt team and are up the top. And as I said, you can punt and be a top four, top three team pretty comfortably. In, in all likelihood, you get to that area. But can you push to number one? That, that does make it hard to get to number one. Um, Team Sharma says his team can be recovered. I'm not sure that his field goal percentage can be recovered at this point. He is looking pretty rough uh, at, at this point. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, sorry, the, it was the, the old Jedi, Urgi Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop OG. Uh, OG stop goes OG. at number 70. Malcolm Brogo Brogdon goes at number 71. And now we're ready to finish round six with the Liberty Lake Mastiffs, who have got a really strong team, to be honest. They are looking very, very good. I might have a look at his squad. Who did he take there? Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, look, another real value pick from the Mastiffs. What's his team looking like? Shea, James Harden, Eric Bledsoe, Gordon Haywood, Miles Turner, Yusuf Nurkic. I think value on almost every one of those picks. Maybe Nurk was marginally high, but really strong value picks from the Mastiffs pretty much everywhere there. So I do like that. My team is not looking good at the moment. My, I am struggling in my projection, projected stats. I need to pull something out here. It's really tough. It's tough picking from pick 10. It's tough against a bunch of blokes who are picking really strong selections. There's not many guys really sliding down here. Um, yeah, I need, I need assists with this next selection. That's why I'm hoping I can get John Wall to fall to me. I'm not confident that he's going to. Uh, Al Horford off the board to the Mastiffs as well. Another really good pick. Kobe White could be another option for me. I believe Kobe is down pretty low on uh, on Fantrax. Yeah, 108 on Fantrax, so we'll bring him in there. Uh, I still need field goal percentage. Um, yeah, look, my team's just struggling at the moment. Let's let's be honest. Um, Colin Sexton, do I want him? He's not a great assist guy. Lamelo Ball. That's going to hurt the field goals quite a bit. I want, now I got sniped last time with this bloke, but I want Markel Fultz. I'm going to throw him in my queue because he's not a terrible field goal percentage guy. Um, he was he was okay at it last year. Not, not the best, but not the worst. All right, let's rewind that one. Someone just got auto-picked for Ravishing Rick Rubio. Oh, the ship blokes have dropped off, actually. So I'll give them another 45 seconds here to get back in. But they have uh, dropped out. So oh, here he is. He's back. He can make his selection um, of Rick Rubio. Team Baby Next says Horford is washed. I don't believe that is 100% the truth, to be honest. I think he'll be a little bit uh, resurrected this year with the Thunder versus what he was playing out of position with the Sixers. The ship blokes take Clint, Clint Capella. Got to be careful with pronouncing that one. 
So that, uh, it's, I think it's a good area for Capella. It's actually the right area to me to get him here at number 74. Rubio might've been a little, I was gonna say Rubio was early, but it was an auto pick, so he didn't actually pick him. So Rubio is still back on the uh, on the board. Hassan Whiteside, do do I do that? I, he is, he's in my pool of guys. So I get, what a shit combination John Wall and Hassan Whiteside be with my next couple of picks. Uh, Ricky Rubio, Goes there at uh, pick number 75. I worry a little bit with Rubio. I don't think it's a bad spot for him, but I just don't know how those minutes are going to play out in Minnesota. I just don't know what they're doing with that rotation. That is obviously the pretty large concern as to how that all looks. Um, who is up? Baby Neck. Selecting at pick number 76. Rubio went at 75. We are a few picks away from my next one. Just floundering a little bit here. Picking a 10 is hard, man. It, it's really hard at, at that value. Should I have you know, done Kawhi Leonard at that spot and dealt with his back-to-backs? It's it's tough to say. It is quite tough to say. We'll see how this all pans out at the end, though, when we um when we go through and have a look at it all. Um, Colin Sexton goes at 77. Aaron, sorry, Aaron Gordon went at 76. Sexton at 77. Absolutely fine. Again, I'm saying that for every pick. There's nothing really that I think is outrageously wrong here. And this is the challenge that you have in, in, in really good leagues and with blokes who know what they're doing, like Bad Boning going with McCall Bridges there. Really solid pick again in this area. Not much to really dislike about it. Um, You've got you to make some hay on the waiver wire. You've got to take some flyer picks that pan out. And there's a lot of luck involved with this. And this is, again, a really, really strong draft that people are putting together. Kemba Walker goes to Team Aloso. At number 79, I worry, obviously, with Kemba, and the injuries are a worry. You'll probably beat that on a per-game basis when he comes back, but it's going to be rough going for a little bit of time for Kemba Walker. You bastard. Why is everyone taking Markel Fultz off me? JS taking him at number 80. Fultz is gone. It's going to leave me John... Am I doing it? Am I doing John Wall and Hassan Whiteside? Oh, man, that feels yuck. Uh, Kevin Love goes at pick number 81. Let's take Johnny Wall. Um... Let's not feel good about it, but let's do it anyway. John Wall at number 82. I think I'm okay with Wall at that value. He's going to sit some back-to-backs, most likely, but he could easily be a top 40 guy on a per-game basis. I don't think he will, but I think he can easily do it. Um, Buzz takes Dunk Robinson. To me, that's way too early for Dunk. Buzz, I just... I think he's going to lose some minutes this year. I think Tyler Hero is going to eat into some of his playing time, and he provides you threes with very, very little else. So I'm not, I'm not in on that one. Buzz, probably one of the only picks I haven't been totally in on at, at that spot, but it's not bad. 83 for Dunk Robinson, the Spur, Killian Tilly and Hayes. Um, where are we? Lowry Markinen, really, really solid pick there for him as well to finish off round seven. So my team so far. Jason Tatum, well, let's start from the point guards. Kyle Lowry, D'Angelo Russell, John Wall, Paul George, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. I think I recovered a little bit of ground in that draft. I still need a big man. Um, yeah, I really do want... Oh, man, how... I can't, I can't get it out of my head. I can't say it, but I do really want Hassan Whiteside here. Or do I take Steven Adams, who... Oh, man, I don't know. It's Do I, do I take Steve? Oh, I'm gonna, nah, bloody hell, man. This is not a good one. Do I, t- I think I'm going to take Hassan Whiteside if uh, Hazy or um, Buzz doesn't. Brandon Clark goes there. At, I think it's uh, people are really excited about Brandon Clark. I love Brandon Clark. Is it too early, though, for the guy whose value is really just concentrated in field goal percentage? And maybe that's what's working for Killian Tilly and Hayes there, is getting a guy who can help his field goal percentage out. Um, Victor Oladipo goes to Buzz. Yeah, I'm just not into Oladipo, but at that spot, what are you going to do about it? Hassan Whiteside, here we go. What a uh, what a team. Ugh, that is that's gross. But if Whiteside starts, if Whiteside plays 28 minutes, it is a steal of value. Now, my team had pretty good free throws. And with my last couple of picks, Whiteside and Williamson, I have dropped way off in free throws. But I've got everything else looking a lot better. Um, it's helped me a bit there. I need to get some steals. This is probably the area for me to get some steals. Um, Jeremy Grant goes at number 88. I think it's the right spot for Grant as well. I think some people are overdrafting him. I don't think he's that good, but this is absolutely no problem. I'm happy that Kobe White's still around because I do want to get him if he will fall to me. And he is buried a little bit down on this list, so maybe he will fall down to me. Um, 
I hope. Boogie Cousins, another name. Do I, man, do I, man, could I possibly? I'm, I'm like, I can't speak because could I get a Boogie Cousins, John Wall, Hassan Whiteside combination? I would just hate this team. Lamelo Ball goes at number 89. Watch his field goal percentage, but it's a solid pick. The Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari, he goes at number 90. Probably a little bit early for Gallinari, much like a Barker at 91. I think these are maybe just a little bit too early. Um, but they're not they're not wrong. I don't think I look, I think there's a chance that Wiseman or even your mate, my mate, Killian Hayes, goes uh, finishes higher than both Ball and Wiseman. I love Hayes. He is going straight into my queue. Because he is there, as is PJ Washington, who they're going to play him at center, but apparently they're not going to start him there. So they're going to bring Miles Bridges off the bench, it looks like, and start PJ at the four and play him in you know, quite a few minutes as the backup. But he is a, an option for me there. Julius Randle, again, real value at number 92 for Julius. That's super value. Steven Adams still around. Um, you're one of the top guys left on my board. He does hurt your free throws. I probably can't afford to take his bad free throws at this point in the draft, I am really looking at someone like, uh, maybe I am looking at a James Wiseman. Maybe I am looking, do I go the full Sacramento center combination and get Rashawn Holmes? Mm, I don't know. It's not, doesn't feel great. Dennis Schroeder going at number 93. Not bad from baby neck. Probably, probably could have done better. I prefer Kobe White over him, to be honest. I prefer Killian Hayes, Dante DiVincenzo, all those guys sitting over him. I've got a pretty decent Q stack up there. White, Hero, Boogie, Hayes, Washington, Holmes. They're in my list at the moment. Someone just went, you bastard. JS or J Smart 23 taking Kobe White at 94. I think that's still, that's probably one of the biggest steals to me. I think he's a top 80 player, uh, probably top 75. And getting him there, there gets some good value. Obviously, Kobe wasn't getting back to me because the ship blokes here said that they would have been taking him. Ship blokes up on at number 95. When's Tyler Hero going to go? That is the, the question. He is in my... Oh, actually, let's... Mickey... Oh, you bastard. I was going to take Mick Conley. We'll put him in my queue. He goes to the ship blokes. That is who I would was interested in. Otto Porter is a name for me to look at. The the wiki, Chris Boucher, is another name. He went so early in the Roto World mock that I did. I'm not going to give away what they're doing, but you'll see that come out on Wednesday, I believe. Um, He went super early. Uh, like that pick, though. Uh, Liberty Lake Mastiff's looking to round out this round. Look, his team is the team to beat at this point. And interestingly, two of the punt teams are up in the top four in my standings at the moment, Bad Boney and Team Charmer. And again, you can get there. Getting to that next level is the tough bit. But if you want to just finish in the money in the top four, you can punt a category in Roto. It is a doable thing to, to, to achieve and to pull off if you are doing it smart. Dante DiVincenzo goes to the Mastiffs at the end of round eight at pick 96. Good to get some steals in. He probably did need some steals. Um, gives him a pretty strong team. My team's starting to come back up the standings now. So after a little bit of a dip in those mid rounds, I'm still starting to rescue myself now. If I'm looking to boost my free throws, uh, Boyan would be a guy that I'm looking at. Boyan Bogdanovich. There was some thought that maybe he misses the start of the season, but I don't think that's a problem. He's practicing in full at the moment. Uh, Paul Washington Jr. goes to the Liberty Lake Mastiffs. I know that you're a basketball monster user. I'm pretty sure you are, and you're listening to this podcast, obviously, because you are getting a, a team that I very much enjoy, and getting PJ Washington there, I think, is a nice team. Shiplokes says that, uh, well, Babyneck says that Shiplokes are trash. Bit of trash talking there. Shiplokes, uh, actually, in my projected standings, Babyneck, are ahead of you at this point, so you might want to just uh, just keep that one a little bit quiet. Tyler Hero goes. Everyone has a hero. True. Um, so Hero goes at 98. Again, he's a risk of getting overdrafted. He didn't get overdrafted here. Very, very hard to complain about him going there. Interesting, Stephen Adams, really falling. Uh, let's throw him into the queues. Oh, man, Killian Hayes goes. That's I did want Killian. This is why, yeah, if you don't get some assists early, these guys start to fly in this area. Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to be in the range for me because he can get me some assists, but it's not easy going now. Who else is going to get assists at this point? Lord Alfred Payton, do I have to reach up for him. Um, someone says, what do you think of Killian at 99? Um, I'm absolutely all for it. Jay Smart. I think it's a really solid pick to get him there. I, I'm, I'm massive. You know, everyone knows that I'm massive on Killian. I had him number two in this draft behind LaMelo Ball. Uh, I think he's going to start day one for the Pistons. I think he's going to be real good. And I think they got a steal and then they screwed everything else up after it. I think they got a steal at number seven, getting Killian Hayes there. Davis Bertans um, goes at number 100. It what role is Bertans? I know they're signed into a lot of money. Rui, Denny, 
Tom Bryant, Robin Lopez. They're all front court mixed players. Troy Brown, Russell Westbrook. Like, is he getting enough shots to do anything that's all that useful? Um, that's a problem. I don't mind it, but I think we're, there's probably better picks there. Back-to-back jacks uh, up here at number 101. Evan Fournier, boring as shit, but absolutely fine as a selection at that spot if that is what you need. What do I need? I do want to get another guard if it's possible, and I don't want that other guard to be Derek Rose. Do I want Delon? Do I suck myself back into... Or oh, hang on. Giggity! Do I, do I get him back in there again? After the disappointment that was last year, I am ready to buy into him again at this sort of area. Jared Allen goes at 102. Yeah, I think I'd probably wait a couple of rounds for Allen, to be honest. Rashawn Holmes at 103. That could be real value. Me and Aloso, we're going to be hoping that yeah, one of those guys, White Sort of Holmes, um, pushes themselves into yeah, more minutes. I hope it's Whiteside for the sake of this team that I've drafted in terms of if I want the Kings to win games. I hope it's Holmes, but who knows what they're trying to do. Steven Adams, still around. There goes Alfred Payton. That's, again, just showing you that those um, assists are really tough. Do I take Adams here? This is the question. Well, am I going to get that chance? We'll see what... Uh, well, Boogie Cousins goes to Charmo. Um, the wiki, Chris Boucher. Who... Man, the, the ability to get assists is done pretty much at this point. I can take Devontae Graham, and maybe I do. Or maybe I have to because I just have to get some assists. Um, and he's not at the top of my list, but after him, I I don't I don't know. Let's take him. I think I can deal a little bit with his field goal percentage, and I think he's going to suffer a, a drop-off this year, but I, I, I needed those numbers. I needed to get some assists there. Don't love the pick, to be honest, but this is what happens. You know, I probably made a mistake not getting more assists early on. Uh, my team's okay in that area, but they're not the strongest, and there's just nothing left. There's, this, there's just nothing. Derek Rose, is that what I'm looking at for assists? Um, uh, Delon Wright's not going to get many. I'm going to put Darius Basley in my queue as well. Someone's going to take him. He's not going to get undrafted, but we'll chuck him there. After Devontae, it's Boyan Bogdanovich. And then it is Blake Griffin, which I think is really good value at pick 108. And that's the end of round nine. We are doing 14 rounds here, as I think should be standard, not 13 rounds. You do 10 and four, 10 starters, four bench. It means everyone gets equal number of opportunities to pick first in a round. Um, so I'm okay with it. Uh, Marvin Bagley to begin the next round. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Bag- Bagley's best position is center, and they've got Whiteside and Holmes. So can he score? Can he rebound? Sure. Can he do anything else? I'm not sure about that. Can he hit free throws? I'm also not sure about that. Steven Adams still around. is absolutely wild. Bogdan Bogdanovich goes at 110. It's my selection. I'll have to do it. I have to take Steve Adams here, surely. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. 111 for Steven Adams. Do people think he's just dropping off that much in your lens? I had to do it. And now my free throw is looking rough. It's not looking as rough as Team Chalmers, who I've got projected at... Not Team Chalmers, sorry. Uh, Bad Boney, who's projected at under 72%. That's uh, that's not great, but I'm down close to the bottom. Otto Porter goes at 112. Larry Nance at 113. I'm just out on Nance this year. They've got Isaac Okoro, Dylan Windler, Chetty Osman, Kevin Porter, who are going to play the three. If Kevin Love is traded or is injured, Nance will get minutes at the four, but there's Drummond and McGee at the five. Is there enough minutes? Now, Nance probably only needs 25 to 26, but are there actually enough minutes for him to produce? I, I, we love him and we know he can produce, but will Bickerstaff give him that chance? I think that's the worry with Nance. It's not a bad pick at this point, of course, but there is worry there. Uh, the wiki, Chris Boucher, goes at number 114. Really, that's that's good. That's a good pick. That's a good value pick. I'll tell you who else is coming into my team here. Screw this shit, because I know Tom Thibodeau is an idiot. So the big fella, Nolan's Noel. Shockingly, he played for Kentucky, and they just signed another Kentucky guy today, Scala Bissier. The uh, absolute, they just don't give a shit about nepotism or whatever else that is they're doing. Yeah, that team, there's just some horrible, horrible selections. Anyway, Joshy Richardson goes at 114. Newlands Noel is on my radar as a selection. Darius Basley's in my queue. Dylan Wright's in my queue. Uh, Blunty, James Wiseman. Where are you now? He goes at 115. The table, Montrez Harrell goes at 100. Sorry, Wiseman 116. Montrez Harrell at 117. Well, again, all these picks look pretty solid. Do I Norm Storm and Norman Powell? Is there enough minutes for Storm? Uh, with a healthy Van Vliet, Lowry, Ojananobi, 
how much playing time is he actually going to get? I think that's a, that's a worry there with him. When do I? Oh, you know what? It's getting it's getting close to Farton Will Barton time for me. I'm a little concerned that Barton isn't still isn't going because of his knee problem. That is obviously a concern. Andy Wiggins goes at 118 there. But at this point, he's in my group of guys. Do I take the iron shoulder, Goran Dragic? Because after him, I don't know where else you get an assist. So let's. I think Dragic is still coming off the bench, but he has got to be in the mix for me at age 34. Yeah, it's getting rough. And then I'll tell you a couple of my late round sleepers that I'm going for. Darius Garland, I'm really looking at him. And a guy that I reckon is a rough chance to start in Denver, Facundo, Facu, good name, Facundo Campazzo. I think he's going to have a real chance of unseating Gary Harris or at least playing 25 minutes and getting you five assists a game. Maybe Campazzo is the guy that I'm uh, that I'm looking at with a late pick just to see what he can do. Give me some steals. Give me some assists. Seth Curry goes there at 121, and that kicks off round 11. Norman Powell went at 120 to finish off round 10. So my team, again, starting to push back up the table now. That's what we're after. My free throws and steals need some uh, addressing. Tice goes at 122. DeAndre Jordan goes at 123. Absolutely fine spots, especially for Tice with Tristan Thompson dealing with a hamstring problem. Um, Tice should get the upper upper hand to at least be the starter there to begin the year. Darius Basley's got to be in my mix. I've got Basley, Wright, Dragic. Noel. Karis Levert goes 124. Could be an absolutely massive steal if he is traded to Houston and gets tons of usage. Could be could be massive for Baby Neck. So that is the right spot. Uh, look, even if he had gone around earlier for Levert, I don't mind it. If he's not traded, it, it probably doesn't work out, but it's fine. Torres Halliburton at 125. I think there's better options on the board there, like Wright, Basley, Noel, Barton, and Dragic, the guys that I got in my queue, but I can understand some upside there for Halliburton. I'm not super keen on him at that spot. It's, it's probably a little bit too high. Another name that I can throw into my queue who's got low upside is Ibiza Zubats. I don't want to go completely low upside though. I'm just going to chuck a couple of guys in my queue. Darius Garland and Campazzo. Enjoy saying Campazzo. It's a good name. Um, Bad Boney. Time is running down, my guy. Make a pick. There he is, Miles Bridges. Uh, I don't know. With Bridges, he was shithouse last year. I think his role and usage is going to be decreased this year. Maybe that helps him in some other areas, but he's got a bit of a long way to go heading into year three. We are, That was 126, 127. We're starting to get into, at the end of this round specifically, we're going to be really getting into flyer types. Someone went off my queue, you bastard. Darius Basley goes at 127. You know that I was going to be keen on getting him. I think I need to take Dragic with my next pick. Derek Rose goes at 128. Love that for Rose at that spot. He's going to get traded at some point. He's going to lose value, but he could be top 100 until that happens. And Charmer, you, you took Nerlens Noel. And... Yeah, I love it. And I don't love it because it means I can't get him, but I do like the selection. Let's go with Goran Dragic. Dragic. Don't know why I said it like Dragic. Just getting some more assists onto my team. Um, Probably want to back that up with a big man, and then we'll go with some flyers with the last couple is... Do I take D? Oh, RJ Barrett? That's that's a rough one, Barrett, for Roto. Unless he improves both his percentages, that can be tough. Uh, if it's a Zubats, is a guy to consider for me. I'll put him there. But remember, in a Roto league, you have positional game limits. The guys on your bench, maybe they play 20 games a year. So they're not that big in terms of influencing. Now, if I wanted to, I could you know, switch Dragic in with Devontae Graham if that helps my team out. But we're more... Ah, oh, D-Lon Killian Tillian Hayes, eat... Eat literally a bag of dicks. What are we doing here? Two guys off my queue go, well, not literally, figuratively eat a bag of dicks. Uh, Dylan Wright and Darius Garland off the board. Two of my you know, real interesting late round picks. Timmy Hardaway goes to Buzz and we're back to me. So what do I do? Probably do need a big man here coming off the bench. Is it Zubats? Is it Farton Will Barton? I think I can leave Kampatsu for later on. You know what? This value of Barton at 135, can't really pass that up. He's just sitting on my bench as well. So I can't pass that up. And then I've got Zubats and Campazzo still left in my queue. Did not like that from you, Killian Tilly Hayes, to grab DeLon and Darius. I think maybe I'm talking myself too much into Darius Garland. 
could he just be shit again? I think there's a real possibility of that. But he was terrible last year. But I'm, you know, there are excuses. The team was trash. John Beeline was trash. Uh, he hadn't played in college. He was coming off a knee problem and surgery in the offseason. He's one year more experienced now. There is some room for him to improve significantly. Joe Harris. So Alec Burks goes at 136. Love the flyer pick. Joe Harris at 137. I think I don't think there's much upside in Joe Harris, but he's solid at what he does. Mason Plumley is also a name that we need to be considering here. If he gets 30 a night with Detroit, I, I don't project him to do it, but if he does get 30 a night, then he will help you. Now, he will hurt your free throws, but he blocks shots. He grabs rebounds. He gets assists. He's a good field goal guy. I'm talking myself into Mason Plumley at this pick. Some other flyer types around this area, we're looking at... Um, who else are we looking at? Him, Derek Jones Jr., if you're looking for defensive numbers. Well, there goes Zubat, so that's screwed that up. Um, Joe Harris went, then Terrence Ross went, then Kevin Porter went, then Ivica Zubats went at number 140. Um, so I'm down to Campazzo and Mason Plumley, but we are 13 picks away. I don't know if they're going to slide to. Maxi Kleber is also in a pretty good spot here, I think, for some early season value. You could look at Dwight Powell, who should be ready to go. Rogier and Dinwiddie, really dogs ballsing it at the moment, really standing out as options. And look at Anthony Edwards, ranked 68. We're at pick 141, and he's still sitting there. In her points league, he should be off the board. This is, it's getting to, look, we're in our benches here. It's getting to that spot where I think we've got to pick Edwards and I might actually do it if it gets if it gets back to me just for that upside value, but I don't really, well, there you go. Um, auto draft, do I undo that? Um, all right, well, I'll undo it for you. Uh, go again. All right. So he, he auto drafted Anthony Edwards. Um and I'm bringing that back. Let's go, baby neck. Make a selection. Spencer Dinwiddie. Again, no upside if teams stay as they are. If he is traded as part of a Harden deal, then sure. Then he can really, really blow up and put some good uh, baby neck. Was grabbing my food delivery. Okay, let's go to ask him. What did you get? Anthony Edwards now goes to the ship blokes. <laughs> the ship blokes also asked, what did you get? Um, and now that was at pick 143 for Anthony Edwards. Swedish meatballs. I don't think I've ever eaten Swedish meatballs in my life. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Pick 144 to Liberty Lake Mastiffs. Hopefully this guy screws it up and takes someone terrible. But when you're in your last couple of picks, that's really hard to do. Who did the Mastiffs go with? Um, Maxi Kleber. Good, good pick at 144, a name that I just mentioned as well. I am lasering in Woj style on Mason Plumley with my next pick. That feels pretty gross to say, but that is where I'm lasering. And Campazzo with my last pick. Surely, is anybody going to take Campazzo? Someone might because I've actually bumped his projections in Basketball Monster recently and his name will start hovering near the top of the, the draft board. Someone might do it. And if they do, then I know they're a Basketball Monster subscriber. The Mastiffs up again. And Mastiffs, if you take Campazzo here, we're gonna, I'm going to I'm gonna, um, suspend your membership. Nah, Paul Millsap. That's all right. Take Paul Millsap. Limited upside. Uh, Millsap there. And this is, I think, you've taken 12 blokes. I think you've got to get upside guys now. Is Plumlee an upside guy? He's been in the league forever. Yes, because he could play 30. If you play, he could play 33 a night and really blow this number out of the water. If I don't get Campazzo, um, who am I looking at as an upside play here? Troy Brown. Maybe. Um, after Millsap, it was Aaron Baines. That's a good upside play. JJ Redick. I might look at Troy Brown with my pick. Ugh, throw him down. Who else have I got as an upside pick here? Calden Johnson to sit on my bench. Remember, your bench in, in Roto is basically just an like an IR slot, realistically. Could I throw Alexei Pukusevsky in there? I think Calden Johnson's an interesting one. He was great in the bubble. Uh, minutes are a little squishy. There for him, but Campazzo and Plumley, my two guys that I want. Kyle Kuzma, the future MVP at 148. Probably 50 spots too high, if we're being honest. Kuzma will score when Davis or LeBron sits, but I suppose when you're on the bench, maybe you throw him in on those 20 games, 15 games for the season uh, and get something there. Jeff Teague, you would think the logic is that the Celtics start Jeff Teague. I keep hearing that they're not, that they're going to start Marcus Smart at point guard and they're going to start Grant Williams instead. You know that I love Grant Williams and I think his fantasy game's a couple of years from coming. But that could be really interesting. So Grant Williams, the guy that you take early on, Teague's done. Uh, Teague's cooked. So that was always the worry. Uh, that's good from you, JS. Terry Rogier at 152 is massive value. Yucca Pirtle went at 151. Derek Favors at 150. Very limited upside for Derek Favors. Um, I just want my Kampatsu pick. Team Chama. Chamua. 
takes Dwight Powell. Let's go with Big Mace Plumley, the king of the reverse dunk. Add him onto my team. And then that was, yeah, that helps my team out there. And I'll put up my team and the analysis and the projected standings a little bit later on. Well, after we finish the draft is exactly when I'll do it. Team Buzz, 71. He is coming at 155. Again, I think we should be looking at upside plays here. Is Cam Reddish that guy? No problem. Taking Cam there. Denny Avdia. Do you take the Duck Luke Kennard? Um, what's Tyus Maxi doing at 158? That seems outrageous. I don't know why he's there. Doc Rivers just does not play rookies, especially ones picked outside the top 20. He does not play them. Malik Beasley at one. Uh, that's strong. At 156. Oh, the pencil. Harrison Barnes. Barnsley. Barnsley at 155, Malik Beasley at 156. Yeah, no worries. Again, there's upside in those picks. I, I like it. Now it's the last selection here, and that is JJ. Bur- <laughs> Killian Tillian, Tillian Hayes must be from Puerto Rico because he says Puerto Rico represent. JJ Bray, I think, is going to get waived by the Mavs, if we're honest. But it's your last pick. Do whatever you want. Jay Crowder goes to Team Bars at 158. I think Crowder starts. I think Crowder's also dealing perhaps with COVID as well. He's missing from. Suns camp at this point. Also, the other point I wanted to throw out there, Trevor Ariza. I don't think that he plays at all for the Thunder. He's not with the team. There's no schedule for him to return. He's still dealing with the custody issues that caused him to miss the bubble. There's no reason for him to report. I don't think he's playing this year or big chunks of this year. So don't really factor him to... It's hard to judge with projections with him. I don't think that he's playing. Um, that's just a gut feel at this point with everything that I'm hearing. Oh, it's Josh Lloyd on the board. Let's go with uh, Facundo. All right, the big fella, the, the Faku. There he goes, Facundo Campazzo. Goes at 159. Absolute just flyer pick there for Campazzo. It's not that he's super young, and neither is Mason Plumley, but it's just a guy that the opportunity might be interesting for him there. And let's round out this draft, and I'll get back to you guys and show you how everything looks um, in terms of standings and uh, the team analysis. In the end, my free throws, like shit, is shitful. 75% is not where I want it to be. But the rest of my team is, is coming in all right. Chama takes Cameron Johnson. And you have some rough bits in the middle of drafts. It's tough. And then you try and extract value in other areas. And I think I did that with Devontae Graham, with Steven Adams, with Barton, with Dragic, with Plumley. And if Kampatsa works out, then sure. Um, but yeah, I can grab other guys there as well. Rui Hachimura goes at 161. No worries. I don't like Rui, but no worries with getting him there. There's value in him with his solid across-the-board production in a, uh, in a Roto League. Bad Boney has gone heavy punt on numerous categories, which is uh, an interesting way to go about things. So he's got Lonzo, Ingram, Heald, uh, the Pelicans, uh, Bridges, McCall Bridges, Yanni, Drummond, Bam, Serge Ibaka, Jared Allen, Joshy Richardson, Miles Bridges, Kevin Porter, Derek Favors, and Marcus Morris. He just selected. So that's his team done with some pretty strong punts on that one. Um, hasn't, I don't think it's worked out exactly how he would have liked, according to my projections, but who knows how that ends up in the end. It's real tough in a league that is challenging like this and yeah, picking where I picked as well. I think Bad Boney picked in not a great spot as well. Um, who we got next? 164. Pick number 164. I want to know what you guys think of this draft. I know plenty of you are going to tell me my team was shit house. I tend to agree. It's not that good. I think I still think there's some value in it. Danny Green, there's absolutely zero upside, I think, in Danny Green, but I don't mind it for a pick. Baby Neck picks Bol Bol. Now, I think that Isaiah Hartenstein is going to be ahead of him in the rotation, to be honest. So we'll see if Bol Bol plays every night. Cody Zeller, Dwight Howard, not really understanding why we're picking Dwight Howard there, but sure, Cody Zeller as well. These are low upside picks. Take a flyer. Take Cam Reddish. Take Tristan Thompson in case he starts. Um, yeah, I'm not really, yeah. Gary Trent, do you take him there? Keldon Johnson was another one of my names that was on my list. We've got one pick, the Mastiffs. Come on, Mastiffs, go make a selection. 16 seconds left. Mastiffs just holding the end of this draft up. That's real rough. Come on, mate. Let's go. Chop, chop. Make your last pick. Six. There we go. And the last selection is Dorian Finney-Smith. So there it is. The draft is over. I'm going to go and prepare you some standings and team analysis to have a look at the squad. But there it is. That draft is over. Roto draft done. Eight category league. Um, hey, I'll be back in a second. And for you, it won't feel like any time at all. All right, so let's go and uh, and have a look now at how this uh, how this did play out in terms of yeah, overall 
Uh, well, let's have a look at my team. There you go. Jason Tatum, Paul George, Kyle Lowry, D'Angelo Russell, Jonas Valanciunas, Hassan Whiteside, John Wall, Zion Williamson, Stephen Adams, Devontae Graham, Will Barton, Goran Dragic, Mason Plumley, and Facundo Campazzo to round things out. As you can tell, like I'm pretty strong in most categories, really strong in assists, good scoring, above average threes, rebounds, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, pretty good, and horrendous in, field, in free throw percentage, like really bad. There were teams that were worse than me, but in the end, having Zion and then adding Mason Plumley and Stephen Adams just... You got that category done. But I think getting the positives in those other areas ended up helping me out quite a bit. And when you go and have a look at the standings, which we're going to do in a second, I think that you'll end up agreeing with that. Now, I picked, uh, Libby Lake Mastiffs picked at one. I picked at number 10. And, you know, I come in second overall. Now, for Roto, this is how I look at projected standings. I do per game value. I do use replacement players so that the games that we're projected for people to miss, you have uh, you add one of your bench guys in there or a replacement level player. And then because in the bench in Roto with games limits, you don't really use it. I'm just using 10% of those bench values there. We don't you don't count every game that Mason Plumley or Campazzo is going to play. You, you, it, it's not perfect, but I think using a 10%, like 90% for a head-to-head league and 10% for a Roto league is probably the best way to go. And if you have an aggressive games cap for a head-to-head league, you bring that number down. And, and that puts me up there at number two with 62 points. Obviously horrible there in free throws, but... You know, 10 points in points, 11 in assists, 11 in steals, 8 in rebounds, 7 in threes, 7 in blocks, 6 in field goals. And because this was a super competitive league, you don't need to be getting 10s across the board. You can get um, lower numbers, and that happens. The more competitive the league, the easier it is to punt. The more teams in the league, the easier it is to punt. The more categories in your league, the easier it is to punt. But the more competitive it is, it means things get spread out. Even look at the bottom, like Baby Neck here. And this is not to say that he had the worst team, but he's got a 10 in assists. He's got a 9 in points, a 7 in field goals. Still some strong areas. Bad Boney has a 12 in rebounds and a 12 in field goal percentage. He's got three ones, but he's taking points away from others. Team JS has a 12 in assists, and he's sitting third bottom, so taking points away from others. So it's not that the best four teams have all the best in all the categories. It's spread out, and that enables me to finish second here with sevens and sixes and a two in my category. Instead of, yeah, in a, in an uncompetitive Roto League, if you, you need like 71, 73 points to win in this one because it is so tight. Yeah, in the 60s, you see four teams there with over 60 points. I think it is a pretty good indication of how competitive, or based on my projections, how competitive this draft was. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, thumbs up, tell your friends, join the Discord server as well. It is pumping over there, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.